around it, try to sell it, never sell out of it. I probably only sell one. Good morning, good afternoon, Richmond. It's 12 noon, and I'm AWOD here on a Wednesday, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day to all of the members of the AWOD Army. This is the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM, and it is officially time to turn our attention to college hoops with the upcoming conference tournaments. UVA and Virginia Tech and the ACC, well, they'll be in Washington, D.C. I'll be in Brooklyn, New York, covering the Spiders and your VCU Rams in the 2024 A-10 conference tournament. That is one month from today. We'll break down the Hokies' win last night on the Cowan Gates Hokies update with Bill Roth at 1.30, and I'll tell you guys right now, when Sean Padula and Hunter Couture combine for 39 points, the Hokies can beat anyone in the ACC, which is why it's going to be a ton of fun at the tournament in D.C. I expect a ton of UVA and Virginia Tech supporters to pack Capital One Arena this weekend is the 2024 NBA All-Star Festivities. And I'll be honest with you, it's just got no juice behind it. And I think everyone's got a Super Bowl hangover this week. The game is in Indianapolis. There's no excitement with that. There's just no star power in the dunk contest. You have Jalen Brown, Jaime Jaquez, Obi Toppin, and Mac McClung, who won it last year. But he's not even in the NBA. He's stuck in the G League. So... I um, want to put it out there to members of the AWOD Army. How would you fix or change NBA All-Star Weekend? I'll throw out there right now. I would love to watch competitive knockout. That was my favorite game to play when I was growing up. Or how about this? Four guys playing backyard 21, right? And one, tipping it off the glass. Maybe just a one-on-one three-dribble game, uh, you know, that a bunch of uh, coaches would use as drills uh, in high school basketball. Something that I feel like kids grew up playing that could be fun to watch. Start competing against each other and watching the stars compete against each other. That's one way to fix NBA All-Star festivities. As today, the Kansas City Chiefs are celebrating their championship with a parade. And as we move past the 2023-2024 NFL season, we should mention that one Super Bowl commercial is seeing their company sales explode. Which commercial has to be considered a home run success? We'll get to that at 12.45 on the non-sports story of the day. But you guys know how we like to start the show, by catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world. It's not the sports phone. It's definitely not the sports wallet. It's time for the sports app. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores, highlights. Whoa, are you serious? Wi-Fi plus 3G, 64K. This one, this one. The sports app. All right, last night I watched UVA Hoops battle against Pittsburgh, and... Pitt deserves a lot of credit. They've already won at Duke, and they won their fourth game in a row last night, defeating UVA 74-63. Blake Hinson went off for Pitt, 27 points, banging threes in UVA players' faces all game long. The Who's played pretty good defensively. Pittsburgh just made tough shots, and then offensively, I felt like UVA was forcing it. A bunch of shots early in the shot clock. They were open looks, but maybe not good looks. Here's the final call. UVA falls to Pitt last night at home, ending the longest home win streak in the country. Here's the call on ESPN. Pitt's going to beat Virginia in Charlottesville for just the second time in their basketball history. It had been 50 years since the Panthers had beaten the Cavaliers at Old U-Haul. 
It was a UVA Virginia Tech doubleheader as the Hokies faced off uh, against Florida State last night. I will mention former VCU Ram Jameer Watkins went off for State 26 points, but Hunter Couture, Sean Padula, Tuga, they combined for 39 points. Couture was banging threes. Padula was getting to the free throw line. Uh, Padula had four assists to four turnovers. Decent assist to turnover ratio, much better from the previous game. Uh, they got a couple shots from Tyler Nickel off the bench as the Hokies hit, I believe, 44% from three-point line. Here's Couture for three and the call on the Hokies radio network. Padula picks up his dribble at the elbow. The length of Florida State can be a problem. He finds an outlet in Robbie Barron. He can't hit. It bounces to Couture. He can't hit! You trust Hunter Couture with the ball, too. I also like when they cover him with a big, use him as a point. He'll try a three. Yes! 20 points for Hunter Couture. Just fabulous shooting from the backcourt of the Hokies last night. In the ACC, you had UNC and Syracuse facing off as UNC struggles against Cruz. Number seven, Tar Heels stunned by Syracuse at the Carrier Dome in which Judah Mintz, the sophomore from Baltimore, Maryland for Syracuse, scored 25 points and grabbed five rebounds. Here's the call from Learfield on the final call. And the Orange inbound, Carolina backs away, the final seconds melt down, the students make their way on the floor, 86-79, the Orange avenge one of their most lopsided losses in recent memory, they've got their biggest win in a five-year span, it's Syracuse 86 and Carolina 79. Signature win for the first coach, first-year coach at Syracuse, Adrian Autry, Baylor Gets a big win in top 25 play in which Jaden Nunn, former VCU Ram, scores 27 points. So former Ram Jameer Watkins, 26. Former Ram Jaden Nunn, 27. Shaka Smart and the Marquette Golden Eagles continue their win streak to eight games, defeating Butler last night. We move over to the NBA here on the Sports App. And we begin with the Minnesota Timberwolves facing off against the Portland Trailblazers. Anthony Edwards has been on a mission this season. Ant scores 41 as the Timberwolves defeat the Trailblazers. Here's Edwards for two on KFAN. Ant with it, left side, spins away from Simons, gets by Grant, reverse layup is good, and there's the second 40-point game of the season for Anthony Edwards. 41 points, 18 of which came in the opening quarter. Heat face off against the Milwaukee Bucks. And Nikola Jovic scores a career-high 24 points. Bam Adebayo gets a triple-double as the Heat win 123-97. to Here's Kevin Love for three on WQAM. Love knocks it down. Timeout. I think that'll do it for Milwaukee. Love <laughs> knocking it down right in front of Doc, and Doc says, Uncle. Another triple for Love. That's five alive for him. Seven attempts. Heat up 113-84. Celtics Nets. Jason Tatum goes off for 41 points and 14 rebounds as the Celtics win 118-110. 
Thunder got 33 points from Jalen Williams. They defeat the Magic 127-113. And the Suns defeated the Kings 130-125 after Kevin Durant has 28 points, 11 rebounds. They win despite DeMontis Sabonis' triple-double of 35 points, 18 rebounds, and 12 assists. Today is a Wizards Wednesday. It's a full slate of NBA activity ahead of the All-Star festivities this weekend. Wizards are in New Orleans to face off against the Pelicans. We'll break down that game with Dave Johnson, play-by-play voice of the Washington Wizards on the radio party. That can be heard right here on 910 The Fan. He'll join us at 12.30. Let's move over to Champions League. Talk a little soccer on the sports app. So yesterday, Champions League action returned. Round of 16, you had Manchester City led by goals from Kevin De Bruyne and Phil Foden. They win 3-1. And Real Madrid uh, gets a goal right after halftime from Luis Diaz. They win 1-0 over RB Leipzig. You get two good Champions League games today. Remember when I talked with Thierry Henry last week at Radio Row, he told me he thinks PSG is going to struggle with Real Sociedad. That game is today, first leg of the round of 16 matchup at 3 p.m. And then I'll be looking forward to watching Lazio against Bayern Munich today at 3 p.m. We move over to the NHL here on the Sports app. And every day on the Sports app, we track Alex Ovechkin's hunt for history. Ovi has been on fire. He now has scored five goals in the month of February. And it's been all after his trip to Dubai to hang out with his family, where he skipped the NHL All-Star festivities. Uh, Caps lost, though, 3-6, to six, but Ovi gets one goal as he now needs 58 goals to tie Wayne Gretzky, 59 to become the greatest goal scorer in the history of the NHL. For those of you that thought that Alex Ovechkin was struggling, well... Ovi has been on fire, proving the haters wrong. We're going to dive into the Ovi tracker and find out what has exactly been going right for Alex Ovechkin in the last six games as he has been on a scoring streak that is bringing the talk back to life about him catching Wayne Gretzky. That's coming up next here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. 833-804-0910. As the Washington Commanders are finalizing their coaching staff for the 2024-2025 NFL season, I'm going to say right now, I am very glad that Ryan Kerrigan's going to stick around. He's just one of the all-time good guys that has ever played for the Commanders. I know it's Valentine's Day today when Washington was here in Richmond for training camp. They did a great video with Ryan Kerrigan going around, you know, interviewing girls and saying, "Hey, if you if you could have a message to Ryan Kerrigan, what would you say?" And it was just a funny bit. So he's just such a great guy. Uh, ladies love him. Commanders fans love him. Glad he's sticking around to help coach the defensive side of the ball. And I'll tell you, I am really impressed. 
with the coaching staff that Dan Quinn's put together. I'm calling this the second chance coaching staff. It's a lot of guys that should have been given another opportunity, including Anthony Lynn, who was previously the head coach of the L.A. Chargers. And now looking back on it, he kind of got the short end of the stick. He was much better as a head coach than the guy that replaced him with in Brandon Staley. So we'll discuss that on the Richmond Commander. That's coming up at 1 p.m. We'll head out on the fast break with AWOD, talk all things NBA ahead of the All-Star festivities. And I want to get into the fact that the NBA put in an entire NBA court inside of an airport. Did you see that? I did not. Yeah, inside of the airport in Indianapolis, and people are like hooping and then sweating before they go oh, on the flight. Oh, you know what? I did see this yeah. a while ago. <laughs> it's it's great marketing, but I would not want to sit on a flight with somebody who's just been playing full court hoops. And wearing their like business suit. <laughs> yeah, wearing their business suit. Uh, but right now, we wanted to get into the OV tracker. Can I hear the sounder stub here as we want to dive into the Russian machine never breaking? And that is Alex Ovechkin. All the doubters, all the haters out there who said, yeah, he's just not got it this season. He's slowing down. Well, he's on his longest goal-scoring streak now in years. And talk of the Wayne Gretzky record is absolutely back. It's back here locally on this show, on shows in Washington, D.C., and nationally. As I read an article on the AP Today, it said Alex Ovechkin extends his goal streak to six games after scoring 836th of his career against the Avalanche. And look, he's on fire. He's on another historic run. He's the Capitals' captain. And yes, they've only won one of the past six games, (laughs) right? But he keeps scoring goals. And a lot of this have come after the team's bye, in which he said he went to Dubai and had a family trip, relaxed for a little bit, skipped the All-Star festivities came back and has now scored in all five of the games since the all-star festivities and look he had just eight goals through the first 43 games now he's got six in the last six (laughs) that's a crazy streak and and he broke the uh, empty net goal record right in one of these games he to 57 So So. on the season now, if you're counting, he has 14 goals to give him 836. He is 58 back from tying Wayne Gretzky, 59 away from becoming the greatest goal scorer in the history of the NHL. Vancouver defenseman Ian Cole said, Ovi, certainly not surprised by this streak. He is the gold standard for goal scoring in the NHL. In my mind, obviously, Wayne Gretzky, he's the great one. He's the best. But what Ovi's done in this time period that he's played in is absolutely remarkable. His ability to continue to be a force in this league in more than one sense, but certainly the goal scoring one, is amazing. His longevity is incredible. As Alex Ovechkin is now 38 years old, but producing like he's in his 20s. I mean, it's just wild. He already became the first player in NHL history to record 40 goals in a season 13 different times. Uh, I mean, just unbelievable. His coach, Spencer Carberry, of the most recent streak, was quoted saying, he's playing at a really high level. I feel like he's even skating a little bit more. I feel like there's a little bit more jump in his step. As That was kind of the, the knock on Ovi this year, is that maybe he wasn't skating as hard or as fast, and that's why he wasn't getting himself into goal-scoring opportunities. But as of late... He's back. Yeah, the he's too old argument. Right. What's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> 38's not too old. Hey, you know who called him out? 
Michael Phillips. He did. MP on the mic. Ever since then, Obi's been on fire. Every time Michael Phillips calls him out, he gets on a little streak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or gets a good little so thing going. So he has scored six goals in the last six games, including all five since the All-Star game. And it started February 6th in a loss to the Canadians 5-2, to two, but Ovi gets a goal. Let's take a listen. Ovechkin whirls this one over top of the head of Montembeau. Paravari towards the cage. Deflection, try, stop, rebound. Score! Alex Ovechkin! February 8th in a loss to the Panthers 4-2. Ovi, that's another. Forsling has it poked away by Wilson. Here's Sandine, the feed, Ovechkin shoots, and he scores! And then, February 10th, the Boston Bruins come to town, and the Caps win that game 3-0, and Ovi scores again. Back down to Hine and top of the right circle, 35 seconds left. One-timer from Pasternak, great job by Jensen again, stepping up to block that, out of the zone, here's Ovechkin, looking for the empty net, he got it, he scores! So an empty netter on February 10th comes back the very next day in a loss to the Canucks 3-2, but he scores again. Myers first on it, Ovechkin takes him to the dasher. Oshie off the steal, play it out wide, Strom drops it, Ovechkin feeds to the front, deflection, SCORE! And then the last night against the Colorado Avalanche, the Caps lose 6-3. Ovi, 20 minutes, 19 seconds on the ice. Three shots and this goal. Carlson this way, Ovechkin one time. He scores! And that was... Alex Ovechkin! That was from the Ovi's office. Just a one-timer. He's so great at, at those opportunities right there. Bangs it into the back of the net. Caps will... Be back on the ice against the Canadians February 17th as, once again, Alex Ovechkin's hunt for history, 58 goals away from becoming the greatest goal scorer in the history of the NHL. And I, I just love, like, his positivity, right? He said after the game, I try to do my job and just play the right style of the game and be out there and help the team win. Fortunately, the team's not winning. But look, <laughs> we, not. <laughs> we said all season long, the only thing that matters this year is Ovi getting to his goal average per season so that he can stay on track to breaking Wayne Gretzky's record. And he certainly is now back on track. We're saying that. I don't think the Caps are saying that. No, They're but, probably more hoping but we, for a we win. We did talk about how they have to make a decision. Do, if Ovi doesn't have a chance to, to break that record... Well, then maybe they need to trade some of their stars and completely start over. But if he's scoring at this at this pace right now, I think they're going to keep the band together. And look, they're not going to bottom out. They're going to compete for a wild card spot. They're on the outside looking in right now. Uh, but I think if the team got on a you know a three or four game win streak, all of a sudden you'd be talking about you know the final spot in the playoffs. So uh, I, I think. As long as Ovi keeps scoring, it's good for the Caps. It's obviously good for monumental sports and ticket sales That's and, true. and people going to games. So it was bad when the team was losing and he and wasn't he was. <laughs> scoring. And that's what it was for part of this season. Yeah. So I, I think part of it, why he's playing so well right now, is that he had that break to kind of hang out with his family, uh, relax a little bit, and just, uh, man, it, it's been great. Uh, he's, uh, he's on this unbelievable streak. Uh, teammate TJ Oshie said it's nice to see the big man rolling again and I think it's good for team morale maybe it's gonna lead to them 
turning it around offensively and, and winning some games. But, uh, look, I, I've been saying it all season long. To me, wins and losses don't matter. It's all about Alex Ovechkin's streak continuing. Uh, last season, he passed Gordie Howe for second on the career NHL list. And Darcy Kemper, the goaltender, said yesterday, Ovi's hot right now. We know he scores goals. To have him on the streak he's on is really helping us. We're all happy to see it. As there goes that man, Alex Ovechkin, last night scores goal number 836, moving within less than 60 goals of passing Wayne Gretzky for most all-time. Love to see him get more than one in a game. Right. That's what I'm I'm waiting for this season. Maybe you know a hat trick might be too much to ask for, but maybe a two goal <laughs> game. <laughs> he went on a streak of 23 days without a goal, but now you're saying not one's not enough. I would just one game of the season. <laughs> just like let's Give get those numbers up. <laughs> Give me a hat trick, Ovi. Keep it up. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. You can always download the Odyssey app for free and take the show with you on the go. Just search 910 The Fan. It gives you the ability to pause the show, rewind, pick up right where you left off here on 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Capitals, the Nats, the Commanders, the Flying Squirrels, VCU Hoops, and your Washington Wizards with the radio party. Dave Johnson joins us right now for a Wizards Wednesday on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. What's going on, Dave? Hey, we're uh, one more game before the All-Star break, and this this team is making uh, real progress and improvement on defense. Uh, you're just feeling it and, and sensing it. And you know, I think Kyle Kuzma said the best thing the other night. You don't you're not focus on you know. It doesn't feel like a whatever it is a seven game losing streak because the, the team is is making improvements and that was you know evidenced by the, the game against Dallas Mavericks on Monday night look they they made the Mavericks squirm and and they could have won that and it came down to one team made more shots in the fourth quarter and uh, the Wizards did not and that's what sometimes NBA basketball comes down to but guess what the the, the Mavericks you know <laughs> had better players uh, to, to rely on to close out the game and that's that's what happens in NBA basketball, you, you rely on your stars like the Mavericks did to, to close out games. But, you know, that doesn't, uh, you know, overshadow the real progress you felt from that. And, you know, I think uh, this being the last game before the All-Star break, uh, you, you know, sometimes you, it, 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 when you're in a situation, it's almost like the last day of school because you got a break coming up or whatever. <laughs> but I, I have a feeling this, this focus is going to be here for this team tonight because they want – uh, they've been so close in games against Boston. Again, Boston on the road could have won that one. Uh, Philadelphia at home could have won that one. These are quality teams. I know Philadelphia without Joel and B, but it doesn't matter. Still a quality team. Um, so I, I really, you know, have a good feeling that it's going to be a good showing tonight, and you know, we'll, we'll see what happens before the All Star break. I will tell you though. Denny Avdia is on a heater in February. He's, he's almost doubling up his average. Last three games, two of them double-doubles, 24 points, 21, and then 25. He had 13 and 11 rebounds against Philly and Boston, respectively. He's just been terrific this month. Well, not only this month, but this is, this is uh, again, it's, it didn't just like happen this month, but th- those numbers did. And as you said, it, it shows you know dramatic improvement, but that's, that's part of the trajectory uh, he's been on all season. Uh, you know, he, he signed the contract, the extension before 
the start of the season. And, uh, you know, he all he's done is shown that that was a smart move by, by the Wizards, which is what he wanted to do. It, it's I still remember talking to him before the season that uh, there's nothing like feeling wanted, and and he's rewarded the Wizards with that. And and this is, you know, as, as fans of the Wizards and listeners, this is what you want to hear. Uh, that is Denny Abdi better in February than he was in the yes, and and you know that's what is is, and you can go right down the list of of players that are that are or, or they're trying the Wizards are trying to develop. Um, and and the answer is yes. Is Daniel Gafford, who's no longer on the Wizards, is he better in February than he than he was in November? Well, the answer is yes because he he was used to get a first round draft pick in a trade with the Mavericks. If Daniel Gafford had not shown improvement, the Wizards aren't able to make get a first round draft pick, uh, which are valuable uh, assets in the NBA. Um, so that this is what you know this journey this season has been all about. You want players. Uh, to to continue to to make improvements and I you know I think Denny Abdia uh, the guy I forget the analyst now for ESPN said it on on draft night my name is escaping me but said that in a few years he might be looked upon as the steal of the draft well mm-hmm. you know as he goes through a couple seasons and certainly we heard from people saying well I, you know uh, uh, we want more from well no we're getting more from him now and and this is why when you have young talent you know it's 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 important. Uh, that you go through a process with them and they grow and he's stronger. He's making three pointers. Uh, he's just a different player this year. Um, I don't know. Dip, different might be too strong, but he's just a vastly improved player from last year at this time. And that's what you want to see. Dave Johnson with us here on the Hadid Mercer rug cleaning hotline. Dave, what changes would you point to that you've noticed under the new interim coach, Brian Keefe? Well, uh, you know, I, I just think, um, they're trying, you know, different lineup combinations. Again, none of this is a is a um, a slight on Wes Unsell Jr. I, I think it, it gets back to why they made uh, maybe the move when they talk about something as simple as a new voice, and uh, that doesn't mean what Wes Unsell Jr. was saying was wrong. But this is this is what happens in sports. Sometimes you get a sense that um, you know you need a new voice, and and that certainly you know got a wake-up call it what, what can happen you know and, and we're we're talking about as much as we have artificial intelligence and all these things out there we're still talking about human beings and it's not that they're consciously not trying for Wes Unseld or whatever but I, I certainly you know a, a, a coaching change you know wakes up the locker room um and and it, I I just think the the uh the, the competitive spirit has been uh, re-energized to the point where uh, you're, you're seeing the Wizards, uh, you know, go on the road, Boston uh, again. They they <laughs> could have won that game, and I, I and the point is, in some seasons when you're competing for the playoffs, could have won is a bad thing. But in this season with the Wizards against a team like Boston, could have won, put themselves in a position to win. Th- that's actually a, a positive, and they did that. Uh, by bringing the effort, first of all, on the, on the defensive end. And again, the other night, you know, Luka Doncic still gets a million assists or whatever he finished with, but, you know, they went with the defensive plan and, uh, you know, made it tough on the Mavericks, uh, quite frankly. And, and um, you know, Luka's so good that, that uh, even when you make it tough on him, he's still going to have a, a, you know, amazing night. But the, the fact that it, it was a fourth-quarter game 
uh, is is significant. So, uh, and, and as Kyle Kuzma said, they were even trying defenses they hadn't even practiced uh, in the fourth quarter. And so, uh, they're just uh, it's going to be experimenting, trying different lineups. Uh, you know, just buckle up, hang on for the ride, and we'll see what happens. Last, I guess, what is it now? I, I can't do the math anymore. It's less than thirty games, I think. Dave, the athletic article on Kyle Kuzma is getting pretty good run on social media, and I've seen ESPN talking about it as well, in which Kuzma said, quote, Michael Winger presented me with what the trade was and obviously didn't want to trade me to Dallas and kind of left the decision up to me a little bit and asked me what I wanted to do. I told him I wanted to stay and continue to build something, and that was kind of the end of it. Winger then called the Mavericks back and said the deal was off the table. It is really insightful that Kuzma is talking about uh, this trade process here. Why do you think the Wizards left it up to Kuzma? Well, I think and listeners to AWOD Radio know that this is something we talked about uh, at the start of the season, that, that, that Kyle Kuzma wanted to be here. Um, and, and he made the decision to be here knowing that he wasn't coming back to a team built for the playoffs now. And so, it, you know, it, it totally, to me, is, is not a shock. It is in uh, character. And to your question of, of why... Um, you know, they they went to Kyle Kuzma on this and left it up to him because, again, they didn't have to. I mean, it was not a no-trade. He didn't have a no-trade clause or et cetera. Um, it, it also speaks to uh, the transparency and, and uh, the way Michael Winger, the president of the, the Wizards, said also that, that going forward it's going to be a, a collaborative process. Um, and so they made a decision to, to re-sign Kyle Kuzma uh, but if, if for some reason Kyle Kuzma, you, you know, you, you make you make a decision in July, maybe your thinking is not the same in February. So, you, you know, you go to the player, uh, and this is my opinion, not, uh, you know, anything I know for sure, but I, I just believe that, that uh, you know, the, you don't want a player who suddenly doesn't want to be here uh, because that's not going to help build uh, an identity or culture, and that's that's true for any team. So, uh, I think as Michael Winger talked to, to Kyle Kuzma, and again, you know, uh, we're sitting on whatever wins we have, nine wins or something, and he's still saying the same commitment, then there's your answer. Yeah. There's your answer. He wants to be a part of this process. And it gets back to, and I think he said, you know, some of that was in the athletic uh, article by our good friend Josh Robbins. You know, the, the, uh, he's won a championship with the Lakers. That doesn't mean he doesn't want, don't want to win multiple or more. Uh, but it's it's a he wants to carve out something different in his career now, and that is uh, he's not the role player uh, with the Wizards. He's he's a, a main player with the Wizards, and that's why you know he definitely, in my belief, but I think he stated resigned, and you know I just think it it shows also about for fans, you know how we're going to go about this this process. If it's if it and again it also says to players that are coming here during the process. I think it makes a strong statement. Well, wait a minute. This is a front office that, that is, is, work, is working with the players. In, in other words, I'm not going to come to Washington and, and you know they're not going to care about me as a player, my career as well. So uh, I, I think it's a, it's a great statement of how the Wizards are doing uh, 
business, if you will, uh, that there, it's a, there is a collaborative process between the front office and the players. Yeah, and look, I think there's something to be said about you know the more you get traded, the easier it is to, you know to be traded in the future. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie now has been tossed around the league like dirty laundry, and Kuzma doesn't want to be like that. And also, I will say he's on a, a decent deal where he's owed less money each year. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised as his value keeps increasing if the Wizards maybe traded him next year or just kept to use him as, as a focal point here uh, of the offense. It's not like he's been playing bad. He's getting closer uh, to an all-star level. And so I, I like the decision. Uh, I thought it was really interesting that, that Kuzma was so uh, open about the whole situation here. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, this is a, a Wizards team that's building for the future, and they didn't want to just trade Kuzma just to trade him. They want to eventually move pieces to make sure they get first-round picks and plenty of them in return. As I believe the future is bright, Dave. I believe in this franchise. Yeah, no, I, well, again, if you talk to – it's hard not to, to believe when you talk to Will Dawkins or Michael Winger. They, they've done it before. And, again, doing it before with you know, other places, Oklahoma City, et cetera, doesn't mean – there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees. But the point is they, they know what needs to be done and what they should be looking for and the type of players and how to, to, to build uh, identity. And, and they – you know, again, Will Dawkins said to me last week, and, and maybe I shared it with you, that, you know, they're not going to cheat the process. Uh, and that they also they are trying to build an identity so even in a point three years from now as there's an NBA draft you say well that's a Wizards player that's a Wizards player meaning not not the Wizards have you know ten draft picks in the first round but that the Wizards have an identity that you can start to watch college basketball or whatever and say well wait a minute you know he'd be good a good fit because uh, for the Wizards because of the way they play and that's that's part of what they're they're trying to create here. Dave, always appreciate you taking the time, man. Thanks a lot. Always. Thank you so much. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. It was a Friday night. I woke up don't, don't go away. My heart. Why you dunking me, girl? Why you dunking me? Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. The Commanders have finished their off-season search for a new head coach in Dan Quinn, and he has now officially formed his entire staff. What do you think of the coaching staff, the second-chance staff that Dan Quinn has put together? That's the question of the day today on the Richmond Commander. We'll go around the NBA on the fast break with AWOD, talking all things NBA All-Star festivities. We've got the Cowan Gates Hokies update with Bill Roth for Jantech Men's Basketball. Had a big win last night over Florida State. Hunter Couture led the way with 20 points. But following the Super Bowl, we had a lot of fun with ushers singing and dancing, Alicia Keys being off-key. But what I will say is one commercial has gone completely viral in my mind. It was the best commercial of the Super Bowl, and its sales are on fire. You heard a clip of it there from Stubb playing it as we came back from break. Dunkin' Donuts sales are on fire, thanks to Ben Affleck, J-Lo, Matt Damon, and Tom Brady. Did you see the commercial when it first aired? Yeah, I, I don't know how well I heard it all, but uh -huh. I just like I was like, whoa, I yeah. know who that is. Right. I know I, who that is. As soon as I saw it, I was like... Oh, this is a good bit. Now, 
the sales are on fire. The social media mentions are going crazy viral. It's trending. And a lot of that is thanks to the behind-the-scenes video of Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and Tom Brady throwing footballs. And that was just brilliant marketing because what happened was they set up a tire, right, and put Dunkin' Donuts marketing on it, had them all in their tracksuits, and then just recorded them mic'd up throwing the football. And Ben Affleck's completely off target. Yeah. Right? The junkies <laughs> were calling him the worst athlete of all time this morning. Matt Damon's pretty good. Okay. And Tom Brady doesn't miss. Well, yeah. He's the yeah, GOAT, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's just it was great marketing. They have a four minute version of the commercial now that I've seen. It's like a movie. And it starts with Ben Affleck making fun of himself of all the memes came out. After the, I want to say it was like the Oscars, where he was pictured, and they kept saying he looks like the most bored man in America, <laughs> right? Because he was sitting next to J-Lo, and he didn't look like he wanted to be there. And so he starts this commercial, four-minute version, and he's like, oh, you think I'm the most bored man in America? I'll show you what bored looks like. And so he calls all his friends. Gotta love Boston dominating the one Super Bowl they're not involved in. Tom Brady's <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Looked like he got more airtime than Brock Purdy. And so you got the Super Bowl effect now. Ben Affleck's Dunkin' Donut tracksuit sold out immediately following the big game. So the what happened was they released the tracksuit, and on their website, it sold out immediately. It's already got people signing up for the next merchandise drop. They can pre-order right now for $60 each. It went live Monday after the Super Bowl. Sold out instantly. The Dunkin' Donut tracksuit. So in case you haven't seen the commercial or heard it, let's take a listen. Here is Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Tom Brady, and J-Lo on a Super Bowl commercial. What up, folks? For your consideration, here comes the Boston Massacre! The Dunkies! Touchdown, Tommy, on them keys! Player coach. Got it. I'm open. And need no introduction, my partner. Sometimes it's really hard to be your friend. You said you were going to support me. Dunkies! Don't, don't go away. My heart. Why you dunking me, girl? Why you dunking me? Dunkies! My heart. So it's not like it's the most catchy thing ever. But no. it's clever, and they obviously invested heavily in this ad to feature Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Tom Brady, J-Lo, uh, I think Fat Joe was in it as well, Yeah, and they came up with the term, the Dunn Kings, right? And uh, it's such a Boston bit, I loved it. It's been rumored that Super Bowl advertisements have cost $7 million this year for a 30-second slot. They're going to make all that money back. I've already been to Dunkin' this week because the bit. I chose oh, Dunkin' wow. over Starbucks. Wow. Yeah. I, I will choose the office coffee every time but okay. <laughs> <laughs> because it is free. <laughs> but, you know, it just goes, you, you got to put effort into your ad. Yes. That stupid Timu, I guess it's pronounced Temu, I learned that I this time. I hate they, they played like three times right. and everyone just... They're not going to make that no, money back. Turbo I don't Tax think. did one that I didn't like. You know, there were a lot of bad commercials. In fact, USA Today went through and ranked every single commercial at oh. this year's Super Bowl. Number two was the Dunn Kings, the Dunkin' Donuts commercial featuring those stars. I gave it a 6.52. Could you guess what was number one? What was first place in this year's Super Ooh. Bowl? I disagree. I didn't think this was entertaining at all. Can you multiple choice it for me? Can you All give right. me the top five? Yes, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell it. you what one All right. I think So is. you had the Kia commercial. You had the Uber Eats Worth Remembering commercial. Uh, you had the Dove Super Bowl film commercial. And then uh, State Farm, Like a Good Neighbor. Well, I don't remember a single one of those except for the State Farm one. It was the State Farm one featuring yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Could not pronounce 
neighbor. He kept but, saying, like a good neighbor, neighbor. That was th- that's a weird thing where they've been advertising that ad for like a month. Yeah. I don't think it was that I, good. Yeah, yeah. I really think <laughs> like, the Dunkin' Donuts one has been the best. And the fact think, that they sold out the tracksuits, 60 bucks a piece. Now, we don't know how many they sold to, sold to sell out, but I'm sure it was a couple thousand. I don't know how many fast food places I'd buy a tracksuit for. Right. But I, I won't lie. I would I buy g- that one. <laughs> I, I want to be seen. I want to be seen wearing what Ben Affleck and Matt Damon were wearing. Tom Brady, not as cool to me, but I love the boys from Goodwill Hunting. I do too. Right? I, them them calling their band the Boston Massacre is an underrated <laughs> joke from that ad. I think that's, that's something that to is, consider. That's wild. Yeah. No, the Dunn Kings though. Yeah. And so, like, what I said that I really liked though was the behind the scenes video. Like, I just think that's so cool that they just had those guys, you know, shooting the ass and, and um, throwing the football. And look, sales are on fire for Dunkin' Donuts. If you look on Twitter, it's one of the biggest trending topics. They sold out the track suits and I could tell you it worked because I've already been to Dunkin' already this week. They got you. Yeah, they got me. And I will say, I really like the Dunkin' breakfast options. Oh, I do you? I do, okay. yeah. I've always said a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant is one of my favorite breakfast options out there. Mm-hmm. And, and Dunkin' does it best? Dunkin' does it All really right. good. Uh, they also, people sleep. They just go to sleep. It's under their pillow. They're sleeping on the Dunkin' hash browns. They're the best hash browns in the game. Oh, dude, the Chick-fil-A hash brown. It's one, though, right? With the with the no, Dunkin', they got the, the mini hash. Oh, you have the mini at Chick-fil-A Yeah, the Chick-fil-A's Chick-fil-A minis. It's the McDonald's that's got the big one. Dunkin's are minis too, but they're greasier, I believe, than the Chick-fil-A ones, okay. which is good. Well, that depends on your. You don't like greasy. Your uh, I I like greasy pizza. Yeah. I like a greasy burger. I like when my my hash browns it, are so greasy they're bleeding through the plastic. <laughs> that's my favorite type of hash brown. And then you know what? When the cheese is so melted that it's sticking to the paper, that's my favorite. Oh, the cheesy hash browns. Yeah. No, no, no. But you. Oh, but like in another. In yeah, another yeah, bag. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So that was that was one of the best uh, ads of the uh, of the Super Bowl, and I just wanted to give it a shout out because you know I I kind of you know being in this industry here. I like good marketing. Oh, yeah. Right? And so I I just thought that was incredible. And I've always been a a big fan of Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Uh, Underrated part of that was was Matt Damon's character in it, just like kind of hating the bit the whole time. Classic Uh, Matt Damon. Right? Classic. So it it was a really funny commercial. America runs on Duncan. Tom Brady... Runs on Duncan. A couple Tom Brady ads, right? Because he's in the Bet MGM ones too. Yeah. I guess he's he, he's running out of NFL checks, wants to make a couple extra. Well, he's <laughs> doing a lot of interviews right now talking about the work that he's done this season. He's going to be incredible in the booth next year. Oh, he yeah. took this entire <laughs> season to basically study film like he was studying to be a great quarterback. Oh, he's studying he's to be. He's going to be a good. He's going to be better than Tony Romo day one. I promise you I that. I think he's going to be. Maybe the best immediately. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll he, see how good he is at getting amped for things, but in terms of analysis, it's not going to be. Oh, yeah. He's going to be incredible. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. Was there one commercial that stuck out to you uh, Stuck out to you during the Super Bowl? 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. You could tweet us at 910 the fan or at AWOD Radio. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back.